Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Poison Root, Chapter 10, Anilla's Education. Again. Anilla scowled and turned her slate over, reviewing the notes from this lesson. She could feel her father's eyes as if they were burning into the top of her head. Reaching the bottom of the list, she closed her eyes and composed herself, then put the slate down. She rose from her chair and moved towards the door, turned and took a quick look around the room. Nothing had changed. Her father was stood to the right and slightly behind a large chair, a stern expression on his face. She took note of where the exits were. There were several practice dummies arranged around the room, simulating courtiers, and another mirroring her father's position behind the throne. Begin! Anilla drew in a deep breath, let it out, and relaxed her features. She took five careful steps into the room, making sure to stop a respectable distance from the chair, and swept herself into a deep curtsy. Your Grace, thank you for allowing both myself and my father to remain here in Fenneca this past week. My name is Anilla. She curtsied again. Be welcome in this place, intoned her father, playing the part of the Duke. The High Father has proven to be a most trusted aid in my time of trouble. Anilla forced herself into a broad smile and dared to meet her father's uncompromising stare. I'm glad that he has been able to assist the Duchy, Your Grace. Stop. If he asks you about his stables, what do you say? I compliment his prized stallions. He recently sold one to the Low King of Tsar. If he tells you anything to do with his daughter... Her interests are sewing, candle-making, and... Anilla bit her lip, concentrating. And? Embroidery. He grunted, and Anilla blew out a breath. It was becoming so hard to please him. If he mentions his wife? Anilla frowned. He has no wife. She died in childbirth. He never talks about her. The High Father nodded. Good. And when the audience is over? Anilla stood up straight again, fanned out her imaginary dress and curtsied, then backed away four steps before turning. That will do for today. You will be presented to the Duke in two days. It is vital that his impression of you is that of a servile and vapid young girl. She turned and walked back towards him. Why can't we just tell him the truth? The Duke sees daggers everywhere. We must ensure that you are left free to find the boy, Anilla. It is what you were trained for. But why can't enough questions, girl? Anilla stared at her father, stunned to silence by his outburst. He opened his mouth as if to say something else, then closed it. The muscles along his jaw clenched for a moment, and suddenly Anilla realised that he might strike her. She closed her eyes, heard cloth moving and tensed for the impact. But her father was already moving, passing by her in an instant. Did I do well? she called after him. Satisfactory, he said, still moving away. Anilla stared at his retreating back, hoping for some of the warmth she had always felt from him. She longed for him to turn, wrap her into one of his enormous hugs, crease his bearded face into one of the warm smiles she had shared with him as a small child. As his footsteps faded away down the corridor, she walked over to the chair and sat down. Perhaps that was the reason he was treating her differently, Anilla thought. She wasn't a little girl anymore. She was a young woman, and well-equipped to deal with just about anything. 
All the training she had received swirled in her head. How to attack, how to defend, how to spot when someone else was trouble and when they were harmless, which poisons were undetectable in liquids and in food, all training that her father said she deserved as his daughter for her protection. She gave a short, forced laugh. How could knowing which severed vertebrae induced paralysis be for her own protection? I am a dagger, she whispered. The thought both comforted and terrified her. Anilla moved to the window and looked out. From her room, high up in the Duke's palace, she could see out over most of the city. A dirty smog covered the district around the river, constant fires and other pollutants keeping a foul lid on the area. The buildings seemed to almost be gradiated from grey-black at the furthest reaches to white nearest the palace, and she could see people going about their lives in the streets. Like ants, she thought, their existence in the hands of others. Soon, her father had told her, soon it would be time for her to prove herself. Surely then he would be proud of her.